Hello, and welcome to Better Betting. Here are your hosts, the King of Timonium, Gary Quill, and the ruler of the replays, Eric Rubin. Hey, and welcome to Better Betting. My name is Eric Rubin, and I'm here with my partner, the King of Timonium, Gary Quill. GQ, how be you? I have a Maryland million hangover, Eric. Um, one, it was it was actually a really nice few days. Got to spend some time with you and some other folks, and um, very rare occasion happened. I actually left the track with more money than what I took, so that um, was always a good thing. But enough of. The big day before we move on next week to Keeneland and about what they got 15, 16 little races at Keeneland Friday and Saturday of next week. Something like that. Not really sure. I think it's called the Breeders' Cup. <laughs> yeah. So last weekend was fun. I was down in Maryland with you, uh, Maryland Million Weekend, and of course, kicking myself because. Both days, I decided to try and beat one too many favorites, and uh, I cut a horse on Saturday from a $6,300 pick five, and I cut a horse on Sunday that cost me what would have been about, I think, 8000 or 6000 I forgot because I had a victory, and there were only a few live tickets, but uh, I think it was 6000 or $6,800 pick five on Sunday. So while I had a profitable weekend, it could have been really, really profitable. So still kicking myself over that, but... Like I said, at least made a few bucks and uh, lived to fight another day here. And but, oh, go ahead. But in in the sense of what we attempt to accomplish on this podcast, as far as better betting, are you kicking yourself just because you didn't throw in the favorite, or did you the 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 horse that wound up the favorite that wound up beating you? Were you, you know, not going to use the horse on your ticket regardless? No. Uh, well, on Saturday, it was the, I, I want to say race two on Saturday. Perhaps it was the early pick five. Yeah. And yeah. The six horse, I know it was. It was, yeah. I don't know, eight to five, something like that, nine to five. And she was my kind of third, fourth pick. I had two other horses I preferred for the prices. And then uh, the favorite and another horse I kind of liked third and fourth in fact the favorite i liked a little better but the other horse was like 10 to 1 or 8 to 1 i remember it was the angel cruise horse and i'm like all right i'm definitely going too deep with my top two but it wasn't that expensive a ticket i'm like i can go four deep no problem but i'm like why throw in the nine to five horse that's my third or fourth choice here usually i'll cut it before i use a favorite like that so i didn't use a favorite and of course that's the one that won and that was the only miss i had and for an extra 20 bucks or 30 bucks, whatever it would have cost on the ticket, I end up missing the pick five. My, my problem is I try and be too perfect sometimes. Like so many people are so chalky and I'm the opposite of that, that I, I can include chalk because I'll, I'll leave out the favor in like four legs in the pick five. It's not even necessary sometimes. There are favorites I'm definitely not going to like. And we'll talk about some as we go through the card we're going to talk about today. But other times when it's like my third choice to chalk, sometimes it's worth putting in because in other legs I'm using five, six, seven, eight to one shots and no one cheaper. So I just try and get too perfect because generally speaking, if a seven to five shot, eight to five shots, your third or fourth choice, 
generally speaking, it's not wise to use that horse and try and play against that horse. But I guess there are times where I, I should adjust because this cost me a lot of money. And same thing on, not exactly the same thing, but on Sunday, it was a late pick five. And there was a horse, wasn't the favorite, but it was three to one, kind of co-favorite. There were like three or four horses. And uh, I mean, it was probably my fifth or sixth choice. It was a race I was going deepest in. And generally when I go deep, unless I really like the short prices, I'm saying the race is wide open. So I try and use prices and I did not use the short price. And that's the only horse I didn't have. So I'm the guy who in every sequence gets four to five, like many people. But unlike most people, when they get four to five, like they're missing one of the longer, I'm always missing the shortest price of the sequence. Always. It happens. I'll always have the four longest prices. So I have to get a little more chalky maybe in my bets uh, to, uh, to improve. I don't know. I've saved a lot of money leaving out chalk. I don't like though. So, um, and I wouldn't use it if I didn't like it. It's, it's the cases where, you know, I know the horse can win. I'm not against it. I feel maybe the price is a little short, but I have a lot of prices elsewhere or only prices elsewhere. I, I need to sometimes think about not trying to be too perfect, but in general, I think it's a good strategy, but perhaps at times it's not. And before we, we leave Maryland million totally in the dust, I just want to publicly extend our appreciation to Nick Spencer and his dad, because we were, we kind of reenacted the Jeffersons. We were moving on up every time. We thought we'd have to go somewhere in Maryland, Maryland. All of a sudden, we got an upgrade and another upgrade, and we got upgraded to the uh, buffet, uh, the Ain't the Beer Cold table, because um, Nick uh, Spencer and his dad, they had already gotten a table at the outside tent. So that left the foretop for Ain't the Beer Cold vacant, which we conveniently had four people. So Nick was very kind in uh, extending that to us. So yes. thank, thank you. Thanks a lot, Nick and his dad, Matt, for their hospitality. Yes. Thank you. And uh, we were hobnobbing with some celebrities up there having a great time. <laughs> so it was, it was a very nice yeah, weekend just, overall. Just... We really enjoyed it. <laughs> and just for the record, Eric gave up, uh, three different occasions he could have got a picture with uh, Hall of Famer King T. Leatherberry. He decided not to. So Eric will regret that to, to the day he passes, I'm sure. <laughs> I didn't want to bother the, the gentleman, but yes. Because I teased you last time you didn't get me a picture with him, but he was there. He was walking out with us on, I guess, Saturday it was. Anyway, I digress. So, uh, right, next so let's head let's head on out to the big A. No, you want to say yeah, no? That's fine. I was just going to mention next week is the Breeders Cup. We'll have some Breeders Cup preview shows. We still working out details and stuff like that. I'm sure there's going to be a million shows out there. So we appreciate if you give us a listen. We'll try and uh, talk about some betting strategies and ideas that we have. And I love watching the European replays. So if nothing else, I'll and, hopefully help and, you with that. And we, we've gotten an invite to make a guest appearance on the Triple Clowns podcast to do analysis on one of the Breeders' Cup races. So that should be fun. Yep, so we've, had, uh, to that. we've had Tom and Tom, who's uh, one of the co-hosts of that on our show, and we come friendly with him. He was at Maryland Millions weekend, or Million, sorry, weekend. We sat near him. He was a little higher up than us. I guess he paid a little more 
than us to sit higher up. I don't know. Maybe that's worse. I don't know. But anyway, I digress. Let's jump into this week's sequence. And we are going to Backwaduct. Race six. It's Saturday. It's late pick five. It's a six furlong turf sprint for second level allowance or optional 62 claimers. The favorite is the one horse, Mrs. Green, at two to one. But I want to start the conversation with another horse, and that's number seven, Stop War, seven to two, I believe, second choice. I personally do not care for Stop War. However, mm-hmm. Stop War appears to be the clear loan speed, unless I'm missing something. GQ, is that how you see the race glancing through the pace projector? Yeah. Yeah, I, the GQ pace projector says that. You know, you see some other horses that have uh, shown some speed, but that's when they're going, you know, a mile or further, not the six furlong speed. So, no, you hit the nail on the head there, Grasshopper, with uh, finding stop war as loan speed. So I'm not big on judging pace of a race because I feel, especially in New York, so unpredictable and no one goes. And I hate betting horses I don't love who I think are loan speed. If I think the horse is okay or I like the horse, obviously it's great if it's loan speed. But when I don't care for a horse that much, I think it's going to be overbet. I'd rather not because if someone that hasn't shown a ton of speed decides to go, Mrs. Green from the rail says, you know what? I got to beat stop war. I'm going. Then, and Flavian Pratt at times has been aggressive. Then all of a sudden you're stuck with a horse that you might not love that much, but you are betting because he's a lone speed so i'm gonna lean against the seven but i can't blame you for liking the seven and the reason i don't like two back he actually ran pretty well at woodbine i thought but last race he coughed up an easy lead so why isn't he gonna cough up an easy lead again here in a field where you know not the toughest field but you know there's a couple of horses i like here so i'm gonna turn away from stop where the horse i actually like the most i'm just worried about the pace is the four mischievous would that be dream yeah mischievous dream yes kinda. correct Pronounce. I ran in Clement, so I'll probably get over bet. That's the only <laughs> downside. But if I can get four to one in the morning line, uh, as the morning line says, I'm okay with that. Uh, there's a horse who, two back, put up an 84 buyer for those who care about that. And ran fine, came second at this level. In fact, he's been at this level three times. Uh, in May, he broke his second level state bread allowance. So he's no longer eligible for those unless they want to offer him for a tag. They didn't want to give him up for 45 and run him back at that level. So they had to put him in open company. And since he won the sorority at Monmouth last year, they can't run him in a non-winners of one where most horses go after winning their second level state bread allowance. So they had to jump him to the second level. So he had to really jump up in class a little bit. His first start three back at this level, he came in fifth. He improved the next time out to second. And then last time she, I'm sorry, I'm calling Mr. Mistreema a he, it's a she. And last time, September 30th, I just thought there wasn't much speed in the race. There wasn't much movement in the stretch or closing. And I thought she, meaning the four mischievous dream, closed pretty well considering the scenario. Now, of course, it could happen again. Stop work and walk around the track. And then um, mischievous dream will have trouble closing. But I just think this horse is getting better and better as a four-year-old. And each race has been better than the next. Even though last race looks like she regressed, she really didn't based on the pace and how she ran. So I like when only one horse in race really makes a closing effort. I like to bet them back sometimes, especially at the same level. So I'm on Mischievous Dream, the four horse. The other horse I'll just mention, then I'll throw to GQ, who uh, I would also use is the five strong odor at eight to one. This is a horse who also is coming out of the same race. So 
Mischievous Dream, the four, the five, Strong Odor, the seven, Stop War, all ran at this level last time, as did the two, Mademoiselle Nova. And Strong Order, when you look at it, came in six by seven length. You're like, why would you want that horse? Well, had some trouble in the race, got squeezed some at the start, about one or two lengths, had a three-wide trip, and there wasn't much pace, and there's a closer. And it was off of close to a year layoff. What is that, like a nine- or ten-month layoff? I guess nine-month layoff. So to me, Strong Order has a right to move forward. I liked her races last year, her last race, December 31st last year, against Open Company and stakes in um, at Gulfstream against Miss J. McKay, who's a, who's a good horse. I mean, Miss J. McKay is a horse that would find trouble in a one-horse field, but she's better than these. So I uh, I like Strong Odor. I mean, she probably needed the last race, and 8-1 to one right and close, that's a great price. So I'm on the 4-5 here, and uh, I'll talk more about one of the horse. I didn't mention Ms. Green I want to talk about if you don't. But GQ, I'll throw it over to you. Uh, do you just see stop words alone speed, and you don't have to go any further, or do you see something else here? Well... I'm kind of like like you. Um, if if you only like the horse because it's learned speed, I'd really need to find other reasons to to like the horse. Because, like you said, I mean, it pretty had pretty much comfortable uh, lead on the front end and gave it up last time. So, who says that it's not going to happen again? Um, the horse, <laughs> uh, the the favorite is who I am going to take a stand against because kind of stupid reason i just don't like betting horses back who just passed their non-winners of one other than condition yeah she's a young horse probably an improving horse and deserves the nod here but i just you know overall i take a stand but with flavoring and pratt with linda rice over 30 percent um a, wor- a worthy uh, favorite. Um, the the horse that you had mentioned, Strong Odor, I was kind of giving her a little bit of a nod, but I question why doesn't JC ride this horse back? I mean, JC's riding on the card. Uh, Trevor McCarthy jumping on the horse for Mike Maker, who's only had four mounts, none of them found the winner circle over the past year. So, I kind of went a little cold just on that fact, the fact that JC um, isn't riding or maybe Maker decided not to use him based on his last two uh, mounts on on the horse. Um, One that I kind of leaning toward is the six Goo Goo Shoes, nine to two. Really didn't do too much in that uh, uh, restricted uh, stakes race at uh, Kentucky Downs. But if you look back when um, she ran it at Aqueduct uh, almost a year ago, didn't run too bad. And you talked about running behind Miss J. McKay. She did it at, you know, at 20 to one or more two times, only coming up short, you know, a couple lengths. So uh, if she can find that, uh, uh, you know, form again, those uh, 82 Brisnet numbers that she, she ran back at Belmont in October of 21 and Aqueduct in November, um, I, I'd say, yeah. Now, playing devil's advocate as far as liking her, she's in for the tag. She doesn't have to be in for the tag. So um, that that could be a, uh, a negative sign there. <laughs> 
care. But I'll roll the dice and I'll I'll back the six horse uh, go go shoes um, uh, to try to beat the learn speed. I think she does. The six go go shoes have to be at this level because she won at this level back at Colonial last summer, not this summer, but uh, a year ago. So I think that disqualifies. Oh, I'm there, sorry. So. Yeah, I, I, yeah, it's funny. I look. Oh, you're cutting out I a little bit. Totally, I totally missed. I totally missed the fact that she won that race. I, I looked down. I'm like, well, last time she ran at this level, she didn't have to be in. I totally missed the fact she, she won. So, uh, correct that. So yeah, she, you know, she uh, Maker is uh, putting her in where uh, you know maybe uh, he, he feels she can compete now. And. And Mrs. Green, the one, there's a horse I've talked about on the show uh, before. I, I've always liked this horse. I kept betting her early on, and she finally got a trip three back and won the race, broke her maiden. She, uh, she definitely can win this. I'm not against her at all, and that would be the only other horse that really worries me other than the uh, the four and five who I mentioned. So I'm on the four here, and I do like the one, uh, Ms. Green, strong odor. And if I can, I would use all three personally in the pick five and like I said, I'm not going to use the seven. I just didn't like the last race. And the seven could win if you're someone who likes long speed. So I was betting the race. I'd be okay betting this race vertically because with the four and the five at prices, I would bet them in an exacta. So I'd do a four or five. I'd probably box it for a $10 horse and an $18 horse. So I'm okay boxing an exacta with those two. I'd probably bet triples with uh, Mrs. Green in there also with them. And perhaps I'd do some triples where I would need the four or five on top. Use them underneath too so like four or five with maybe one four or five with and use a couple other of the longer shots because there's no one in here i think has no shot i don't love a few of the horses but no one i don't think has any shot so maybe use a few others for third not stop or though and try and beat that horse and listen if she wires the field then i'm out i'll look at the pick four perhaps so oh you got something that will go on to race seven no i'm just going to ask you a question since four of the seven in here come out of the six same race since you're the ruler of the replays was there nothing worth mentioning that any of them ran better than it looks on paper or worse than it looks on paper you're like one of my students who asked me a question of something i just said three minutes ago and <laughs> i refuse to repeat myself so i don't know if i should repeat myself but if i'm picking well, or i don't like the seven and i watch the replay ergo i probably like the four better i'm i'm Teasing with you, but I mentioned before there was no, really I, no pace, I, and the yeah. seven had stopped wearing an easy lead. Mischievous Dream was the only one who really made up significant ground, and that's why I like Mischievous Green Dream coming out. But the same thing could happen again; it's definitely possible. Does that answer? Yes, it does. Sorry, sorry, I was a little snarky. I apologize for uh, snarkiness. <laughs> Race seven, first level allowance, one mile on the turf course, and. Listen, in this race, it's I, I think personally it's gonna be hard to beat Chad Brown. You just gotta figure out which Chad Brown you like. Now, maybe you see something, either GQ or listeners out there, and that's great. If you can go somewhere else because the Chads are gonna be bet. Just I don't see another horse. The only horse I thought maybe I can throw in and some bets as a long shot was the four course girl. But eight to one, if that's right, and usually the morning line in New York is pretty accurate. I don't know if eight to one's enough. There's a horse who's coming off. This is a four-course girl. She's coming off a uh, maiden-breaking win at Colonial, so I don't know what she beat. Not that it's bad racing or anything, but I don't know if it's as good as New York over the summer. 
She got bumped at the start, lost either a half or maybe even a full length there, and had a three-wide trip and, and won nicely. So, I, you know, if you look at Byers, a 67 figure was probably a lot higher based on the, the bad start and the wide trip. She probably ran somewhere in the mid-70s. But then still, she has to step up. And second start, she can. It's just a class hike, too. It's hard to raise your speed figure and also uh, jump up class level. It's not the easiest thing to do because when you're going against tougher horses, it's not always easy to just run your race, per se. But that would be the one long shot I like. And one of the two chads, I mean, I prefer the one customer list. I know GQ won't, but I prefer the one customer list. The four invincible gown, nothing against her. I thought she ran pretty well off the layoff, two back on July 8th. Uh, invincible, invincible, eh, I can't say it. Invincible. The five. Gal, the five, the five horse. Shall we just use names? Um, she closed pretty well that race. Uh, she was off a layoff. She had kind of a two wide trip, so it wasn't really a wide trip or anything, but off the layoff, she closed pretty well. She was moving well late. I like that race. Then she came back at Saratoga and she did hit the gate at the start, got off to a little slow start, maybe a length at most. But after that, she just saved ground. And I thought I thought the saving ground and the trip more than made up for the bad start. And I'm like, eh, I mean, it wasn't anything special. So I don't love her, but she's capable. But I thought the one customer list was more interesting. Her, her race two back on July 14th was a brutal trip. I mean, she got squeezed early. The jockey almost fell off of her. Irad almost fell off of her. Um, she lost several lengths. Then going into the first turn, she got hip check. I don't know if those uh, hockey fans from the 90s, if you remember an Islander named Darius Kasparitis. If not, you can look it up. But this was like a Darius Kasparitis hip check and just bumped Irad on customer list. Like her 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 butt just went flying out from her. And that hurt, definitely. Uh, I have more trouble listed, but I can't even read my own handwriting. There was no pace in the race. So there was a, a lot of problems in that race. Now, it was against three-year-olds only. It probably wasn't as tough a field, you would think. But Kinesi is a heck of a horse. I love Kinesi that day. If you guys remember, I singled Kinesi. So it was, again, a horse who went on to, to run uh, in stakes race. And I think ran okay. So it might look like weaker because it was three-year-olds, but I don't think it was much weaker at all. And I thought she ran almost as well as Kinesi, who I really like, maybe even better because Kinesi had a great trip that day. Came back in the risk-averse, a stakes race. And she swung out late. I mean, she just improved her speed figure. She ran well against some decent stakes horses. So I just think customer list the horse to beat. This is probably going to be my single in this sequence because I don't want to use the two chads here. So I hate chalking out a little bit, but I'm going to single the one customer list. And after GQ goes, I'll talk very briefly about how, if I would bet this race. GQ? I assume the, the weather up uh, at the back is good uh so the turf should be firm good weather close to it, firm it, yes the, the only knock on customer list is that um you know she really threw in a clunker at penn national on <laughs> what was a soft very slow turf um you know I, I guess the question is is you know she hasn't been out in two months i mean there hasn't been a race you know for her in the last two months you know, I, I just I'm just looking for reasons not to like her. Um, but yeah, I <laughs> it's funny. I uh, would probably prefer uh, the five um, invincible gal simply because I mean her race two back uh, w was her best uh, Brisnet turf speed figure, which tops um, customer list just by a smidge. 
Um, so I don't know. Flay, it seems like whenever Flavian Pratt and Irat are in the same race, right? You know, riding for Chad Pratt just gives just a little bit extra to try to you know prove something, whether he can or not. So um, and and plus, Invincible Gal is coming off of two races where she was the post time favorite. So. Um, You know, either good. Um, she she can come through here, but no, I I agree with you. It's could be Chad one too. Yep. And if I was betting this race, I I would probably uh, key the one here uh, as far as um, more money on top. Uh, I I guess king. I use the wrong term. I, I put the one on top mostly, but I, I'd use the four as the other horse. So I would bet. I'd probably box one four just because uh, the four is going to be a little bit of a price, but then bet a lot more one four in that direction. The exact is uh, I, I might even do, I don't think I would, but I might even do like a little four five uh, and try and beat the one. So in other words, key the four with the one and the five. I, I don't know that I'd do that. I, I think I would instead just, I might, but in this case, I do like the one better than the five. So I'd probably just do one four, a little four one. And then I, I don't usually I like triples and exact uh, supers, but. I think the five is going to come in the top three or four. So I don't really want to bet her in there with the other favorite. So I probably wouldn't bet much more than that. Uh, I'm not a win better at two to one, but if customer list is two to one or greater, I'm pretty content with that. I think that's a good price, believe it or not. Uh, but I'd look more for horizontals and bet doubles. So from last race, like I had the four and five I liked, I'd probably bet four or five with the one this race in doubles. So I had a four to one and eight to one over this two to one, I guess. But I don't go crazy when horses are two to one. Uh, in my bets, generally speaking, unless I feel they should be like four to five. This one shouldn't be four to five, but uh, I just think there's the best horse in the race. She's getting better. I don't worry about two months with Chad Brown, but I appreciate you trying GQ to, you know, anytime you can knock a favorite and, and try and beat that's something that's not a bad idea. All right. So that race, I'm singling the one in any uh, pick fives. We move on to race eight. This is seven furlongs on the dirt. It's an overnight stakes, the pumpkin pie for 120,000. And in this race, I think you have to make a decision on Glass Ceiling, who's the five horse and the five to two morning line favorite. Now, if you look at Glass Ceiling, she's been running against graded stakes competition, grade three, and then recently grade two. We're talking about CC. I know Bella Sophia came back to run a clunker, but Bella Sophia, obligatory. These are top, top horses, uh, female sprinters in the country, really. So the question is, do you forgive the last couple races that weren't great and the speed figures weren't great because of the class level? Or do you think this horse has tailed off? And I think that's a decision everyone has to make for themselves. And if you think the horse tailed off, you go against. And if you think that she's just running against monsters and she's just much better than these, then you just go with her. So I, I'm going to lean against only because anytime I have a question like that, at all, I try and beat the favorite. Like we were just talking, GQ was looking to knock the favorite last race. So, listen, Glass Ceiling might just win this race. She might just be better. But this is a horse I'm going to try and beat here. And the other favorite, actually, she's not the post-time favorite. The two is a post-time favorite. I I'm going to go with the more recent horse here, the two, although there's another horse I prefer even more. Uh, but the two, Boston Post Road. This horse I thought ran really well last time. Uh, was going, I had a pretty good trip, September 4th to Saratoga, but was going by the winner, uh, Palm Cottage, at the end. Uh, I thought she ran really well. Before that, she had a nice race where she put up a big speed figure. She was two to three wide. Uh, blah, 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 blah. I can't read what I wrote. 
So, oh, she was in a, what did I say? Oh, she should have, too bad she should have beat Played Hard. I thought Played Hard is a nice horse, but I thought Played Hard had a tougher trip. So I didn't love Boston Post Rose two back race. I mean, it was good, but I, I didn't think it was like amazing. I didn't think she was the best in the race, but she really picked things up. I thought last race run well. She gets in light here, if that matters. So if you're a weight person, she cut some weight and she, I don't know why, I guess because she has, I didn't read the conditions to be honest, as far as like the weight, but I guess she hasn't won stakes race, something like that. So I like the two here and um, I, I would either pick the two or the five as like one of the favorites if you're using, uh, but the horse I actually want to talk about and, and I kind of like is the four Dr. B, a parks shipper for Rob Reed. If that's his name, is it Butch Reed or am I making Butch that Reed. Oh, good. I got it right. Thanks. And Trevor McCarthy, uh, five to one. I was hoping to get a little bigger price on, on this horse. So I don't know what to do at five to one, but I, I've talked about this before, but when I watch replays, I either put a plus next to the horse uh, that race or a minus or like an E for even, like I don't upgrade or downgrade. Minus means I downgrade. A plus means I upgrade, meaning they ran a lot better than it looks on paper. She's got three pluses in a row. So I'll go real quick. Three back August 7th to Saratoga. She was in a big three-way speed duel with some prices, 14 to one and nine to one, but they faded to the back of the pack. Good night, Olive's a very nice horse. She came in second too. I thought she ran a bang up race there. She got an 89 buyer. And I'd upgrade that a lot, which puts her right here with everyone else. She then goes to parks on September 5th. And you might be like, oh, an 86 buyer is good, but it's not like, you know, anything crazy for this field. But she had a, almost two lengths slow start in a race two back. And she was just better than those. She was three to five in the race. She won easily. I mean, what do you want her to have to run faster? She won by three lengths. She did what she had to do. So I, I just, you know, upgraded it because of the bad start. And she beat who she had to beat. If she was against better, maybe she would have run faster. And then last race, October 3rd at Parks, uh, I thought she ran really well. I wish it didn't say traffic late because I didn't really think there was much traffic. On the turn, she kind of had a wade and maybe got shuffled back a little bit and lost some position. I didn't think it was much trouble. But similar to what I talked about in race six with the four horse in race six, this or the five horse, whoever it was, this four horse, Dr. B, was really the only significant closer. It was a slow pace. Oksana, if I'm pronouncing the six-horse name correctly, came out of that race. And Oksana looks like she dueled on the lead, but she had a pretty easy lead that race. So I would downgrade Oksana, plus it's seven furlongs now. So Dr. B, I was very impressed with her to be able to close, especially since she might have had a you know, wait, if not get shuffled back. The question is, you know, class-wise, is she good enough here compared to some of these? But I, I still think she ran really well and she has room to improve. I upgraded her last three. So I'm on Dr. B. I think Boston Post Road is the favorite uh, that I want here. So I'm on the 2-4. And there's one or two other words I might mention. But GQ, I've talked a long time. I'll throw it to you for your two cents or three cents or whatever you have. I know you, you saw this since you dissected Dr. B, but maybe you just didn't mention it. You see that Dr. B bested by five-plus lanes, a horse that came back to win last weekend, Maryland Million card. Play desperate. <laughs> yes, I believe that's how you pronounce it. Who is a, who, a, a monster? She she's very good. So who who actually yeah um is a graded stakes win winning sprinter. Uh, the only question that I'd have about Doctor B, and again we're only talking of a half a furlong further, is is you know will will she be able to sustain that 
rally for another half furlong. You know, I'm throwing out the one race she had at seven furlongs at Parks. She was out of the race before it started. She had a really bad break. So, you, you know, I'm not looking at that as questioning whether or not uh, she can get the extra uh, furlong. But, no, you know, all great points and pointing out um, uh, that uh, five to one, and you might get more compost time uh, than, than that five to one. Since you have that bump from Maryland, uh, Trevor McCarthy, uh, uh, riding her. Um, but uh, uh, yeah, the, the thing is, is like, like you said, Oksana B, she could be lone speed, but again, you know, uh, her stretching out the seven hasn't been uh, the formula for success uh, with her. So uh, it'll, it'll definitely be interesting. Uh, maybe. Maybe the huge jack upgrade on the three core will uh, suddenly uh, find her in the mix as well. So I, like you, I would kind of lean toward the morning line favorite uh, Boston Post Road just because of uh, the resume coming in and uh, uh, the speed figures. Uh, she uh, stands. Stands out as far as her prime power number, number isn't that? So that's all I can say here. Yeah, and you cut out for in and out, uh, but you were mentioning the three Corey. I don't know if people heard that that's one of the horses you were talking about with the jockey upgrade. I really like Corey's race two back. Now she did it in a handicap down at Gulfstream Park. She was favored. It was a weaker race by far, but she ran really, really well. She made an early move into a really fast pace and. I talked a lot on this show. I, I love when horses duel other horses, especially like favorites in a race. And if they fade bad, it's okay because they ran really hard to keep up with that favorite for a while. And then coming back, especially at a lower class level, I mean, people fade them because they get low speed figures because they fade in the last race and all that. I love betting those horses back and they tend to pay well and, and win a lot. Another thing I really like, uh, and I'm not alone, you know, I'm not alone in these thoughts, but when horses make early wide moves into strong paces, and that's what Corey did two back before kind of running out of gas to some closers uh, past her. But her last race was just not good. She had a really good trip, I thought, and it wasn't like a crazy pace or anything that collapsed. So I don't know what happened last race, but if I was basing it on two back, then I would really like Corey. So for 12 to one, there's a good chance I'll throw her in my, uh, my wagers here, my pick five as well. But, um, WW Fitzy, the one horse is fine. Had some nice speed figures be like that. I, I either upgraded or put checks, which are similar to like an upgrade almost next to her last few races. Yeah, a little bit of a class test here, but um, she's run pretty well. I guess distance is the question. She'll have to come from a little out of it, but um, no saying she can. I'm not loving the one WW Fitzy, but I'm not against the one WW Fitzy. Uh, and the other horse to, I guess we got everyone pretty much talked about one like i said I, I might be making the wrong decision on glass ceiling uh perhaps it's just she needed the class relief i'll look at the workout reports too it looks like she's working really well so um like i said it's tough to make decisions two days out so we do this podcast and generally i'm not like totally changing my mind but um i, I would probably just make a decision do i like boston post road do i like glass ceiling i probably wouldn't use both of them and i'm definitely going to use dr b and i might sneak in Corey. Uh, but Dr. B is going to be my key here. It's not a race I'm looking to bet vertically just because I like Dr. B, but I'm not in love with five to one. 
And like I said, the two favorites, I respect them both. I think they both could be difficult. So I'm not trying to beat them, but I really don't want to bet them at short prices. So those are the kind of races I think is good to just pass on. So um, while I'll use a few in the horizontals, I will pass vertically. You ready for race nine or you want more? Um, just just one last thing on glass ceiling. I mean, just look at her workout pattern. You know, maybe something occurred in, you know, the, the race two back when she ran third uh, by 11. And then when she kind of threw in the clunker after the awkward start, if you notice that race was on July uh, 2nd. So she had had a workout, threw in a bullet right before that race. And then after the race, she did not have a, you know, official workout for two months. So maybe there was something going on physically that they just gave her, you know, some time off and then slowly brought her back. And she's just been working consistently, you know, the the workout patterns are coming right up to uh, Saturday's race. So, you know, that may throw a fly in the ointment on saying maybe she's not the the mare she used to be, but, you know, it's it's you've given good reasons why you should take a stand against her. Well, I'm I'm kind of hedging myself though too because right. I, I I I'm not like dying to take a stand against her. I just I can see arguments each way, and I think ever you know I'm not here to tell people what to do with their money necessarily, but I think you just have to decide: is she just better than these, and I'm just going with her, or mm-hmm. is you know as I said before, is she you know maybe a step slower now, and you're not interested, but. Um, I, I can see the way happening with her. So that's why I don't really love the race as a betting race personally, because I don't have a great opinion on that. All right, so I guess we'll go to race nine, grade three, the bold ruler at six furlongs on the dirt. And I think in this sequence, more than any other race, people are going to spread in the horizontals, like the pick five, the pick four. I can see people going five, six, seven deep if they can afford it. Some people going all even with uh, 10, maybe not all, but some people probably do, but... Uh, almost all of them. There's one or two who look like they probably don't have a shot, but I would say there's about eight or nine horses out of the 10 who look like they could win this race. Uh, there are some that I like and some I'm against here. So uh, maybe I'll start with a couple horses that I like. And one of them, you don't have to go far in the PPs, is the one, I don't know how to pronounce it, but Miras, you think that is the one? Maris? Miras? Yeah, sure. Miras. All right. We'll call him Miras. Uh, this is a horse who uh, won over in Dubai. I'm not even going to pr- try and pronounce the name. The grade three sprint. I'll, I'm going to pronounce it now. Al Shindaga. The grade three six furlong sprint. There are about six furlongs. I like how they put the little asterisk there because they don't measure. Maybe it's like metric, so they don't know. Is furlongs uh, not metric? What is a furlong? Is that the uh, American system of weight? <laughs> yeah, centers? that's the American system. Yards, yards uh-huh. versus meters. Then how so, come we yeah. we have one mile seventy yards? So I guess it's our yards is ours, right? Okay, so furlongs is uh mm-hmm. is ours. So I guess they use them over in Europe furlongs, don't they? Do they not what, call it furlongs? Fur- yeah, they say furlongs, but maybe it's just um you know like during the race they show how many meters they've run. So, but at the at the end there's not an even number of meters that that they ran so but, all right 
I'm sure the conversion for meters to furlongs is is even. So go ahead, you I, talk. I I'll, I'll look it up. All right, you do that. <laughs> so anyway, the one, and then you can question me on what I said five minutes from now. <laughs> so two back at Dubai, dueled an eight to one shot who came in six, but that one had a little bit of a bad start. Uh, and this guy kind of got an easy lead halfway through and speed held okay. So I wasn't really sure. I thought it ran fairly well, but not like, oh my gosh, amazing. Came back last time. And perhaps last race was just a prep. I don't know if it was, but first race in the country and probably needed it after the long layoff. Had a pretty easy lead that um, he coughed up. But again, it was a layoff, probably a prep, and set a really fast pace. I think this horse can step forward, and I don't think there's any monsters in here. So I think Maras has a, a pretty good shot here. Now, I don't know if this horse can rate. Might just have to go to the lead. Uh, looks like just about every race that he's done well in. He's pressed the leader or been on the lead. So maybe he can press from second or third if he needs to, but on the rail might just go. So I think Maras rates a good chance here. And uh, another horse I like is the seven Eastern Bay who maybe GQ would be uh, happy that I picked that horse because there's a horse that runs mostly in Maryland. Uh, in fact, it's a Maryland bred. Maryland, Maryland bred. Yep. Yep. Thank you. But Norm, but Norm Cash has done wonders after claiming the horse from Claudio. Yeah, and this this race I was gonna actually say, <laughs> this is the race where you have to see how many how many Norm Cashes does it take for Norm Cash to win a grade three? Because I believe he's thrown three horses in here, right? He's got the seven Eastern <laughs> Bay, he's got the six Steinbeck, and he's got I thought one other. Oh, and he's got the ten Jalen Journey. So anyway, getting back to Eastern Bay, the seven, four to one. This is a horse where I upgraded the last couple efforts, two back at parks in that allowance race. Had a slow start, then got squeezed at the start, another two lengths. So it uh, was overall about two lengths he lost at the start there. And he won easy. Granted, it was against Weaker, but he did what he had to do. And then last race, there really wasn't much pace, and he made a nice closing move, I thought. Yeah, he was way behind Elite Power. He was just a good horse. But I thought he made a nice closing move into a paceless, really paceless race. And you know it was paceless because Drafted was a deep closer with like second and poor third and pressing only a half a length off the lead in that Vosburgh. And it was a weak Bosberg other than the winner. The grade two is a you know pretty weak affair. But still, I thought this horse was clearly second best in that race. So um, I, I kind of like Easter May here. I like the one Maras. They're not huge prices, but I mean, it's going to be spread out. So you're going to get paid whoever you have if you hit it here. And there's a few others in here I want to touch upon. Uh, I'll, I'll mention, actually, GQ, you, uh, you looked up your information. You ready to speak about the race or about your info? <laughs> Before I continue, <laughs> blab on. Yeah. Um, uh, one furlong is approximately 200 meters. It's okay. exactly 201.168 meters. So, so maybe maybe the, uh, they ran 1,200 meters because six furlongs would be exactly very small. It's about the size of your cat. Probably, All right. So. Who's climbing on the screen here as you uh, cut out again. But uh, we heard most that, of that. Yes. So, 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 so yeah. So um, maybe that's why the little asterisk is there because they actually measure in meters. So it'd be like 1,200 meters versus right. six furlongs. But there we um, go. I learned something. You're at. Yeah. Learned so something new today. We're, we're, we're here to educate. Right. 
Absolutely. All right. Do you have uh, any thoughts on the race? You're, you're, fa- you're fading. You're 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 fading fast. So let's just move on to race ten. <laughs> I you know I I I got it. You know it's funny because Jackson Traveler is another Maryland bred and has made all of his money running. You know at Pimlico and Laurel. Um, looks like was it Jackson Traveler and Greeley and Ben uh, most likely will set the pace. Maybe uh. Uh, of mice and men, aka Steinbeck, the uh, uh, long shot. Well, uh, could, it, it, could mix it up along along with the one horse. Thank you. you. Know? Okay, so, I was going to give you I'm a sorry, pass for not uh, hearing me say that because you were looking up information. <laughs> no, I heard you say. No, no, actually, I heard you say that. All right, good. Go but yeah, so pace should not be a factor. And believe me, I've seen many of Eastern Bay's races. And he comes rolling when the pace has been honest. So uh, I'm actually surprised that he did so well uh, in his first attempt uh, in his last race up in uh, the back, back with that. So um, good luck to him and um, JC, who uh, will be in the irons. So let's bring his puppy home and finish it up with race 10. Well, I just want to finish up on, if you don't mind, race oh, nine, just oh, real I'm quick. Sorry. So, no, no, it's okay because I mentioned two horses. We didn't really talk about anyone else. Um, I'm just running through the field. The two drafted, listen, he had no pace last time to close into and he pressed. So, it's not his game. So, he's probably going to run better here. My only problem with drafted is, and I was at Monmouth uh, when he won there, he's had amazingly fast paces to close into when he's won. So, he might get a pace here, but, uh, you know, I don't want to pick a horse like that who's had fast pace in one so you know his wins look better than they are the three factor it in and this horse puts up good speed figures he's ran you know visually very nice races but he's facing a class test here i'm not against the three i'll probably use the three factor it in with jorge ruiz uh, coming up from maryland as well to ride this horse from a maryland trainer carlos mencia you mentioned jackson traveler without saying too much about him other than he's maryland bred i just thought this horse had a perfect trip last race so when do I want him now if he had a perfect trip last race at a short price? So I'm, I'm against Jackson Charlie. He's capable, especially with Irad. I'll probably get another perfect trip. Uh, Greeting Ben ran really well last time, just at a lower level, but got in a big three-way speed duel with two horses who faded last time. So ran really well down at Laurel. Is that how you say it? Because I said Laurel, and you say it differently. Laurel? How do the locals say Laurel. I say Laurel. Laurel? I say Laurel. Laurel? Well, that, that takes me back to when I used to work summers in New Jersey and people would ask me, well, where are you from? I'm from Maryland. Yeah, it sounds like you're from the South. So I guess I, I roll my R's. Yes, very good. <laughs> well, anyway. Since, since, I say, since, I, since I say Eric. There you go, Eric. <laughs> anyway, the five Greeley men ran, ran well last time. In that big speed, Joe Morello got off to a bad start, but did have a good uh, setup to close up. So I'm not against Greeley, man. It's just a class test here, but he's run against good ones in the past. So, it's, you know, he's just a cool horse that just every time you think the horse is maybe fading a little, he runs better. Uh, Steinbeck, I'd actually give an outside chance to Steinbeck, too, uh, especially if the horse can sit a little up the pace. But we'll see. I mean, if he goes, he goes. Uh, never upset at a horse who uh, shows speed. Well, here's, the thing. well here's the thing. I, I just notice Steinbeck look who the trainer is North yep, Cash. He said cash yep. so you know he's going because he he wants pace for Eastern Bay 
you would think so, but he's got Jalen Journey, the 10 horse for that. So this horse might sit and let Jalen Journey go. I, I don't know. I said, I'm not good at judging pace. And there's a good chance you're right. Um, but whether he goes or not, I kind of think Steinbeck a little bit as a long shot. I wouldn't like him at a short price, but for, for 20 to one, the horse ran pretty well, two back, first level allowance again, class test, but you know, was pressed the whole way. It wasn't like he had an easy lead by the favorite and held off the favorite. And then last race had an insane pace going way too far. So I would just toss last race. And listen, that one good race, two back was kind of an outlier. He's probably not going to do anything here, but for 20 to one, if I'm using four horses, why not throw him in for an extra 12 bucks or 15 bucks in my ticket? Um, all right, and then the eight running son of a gun is really dropping in class here, so it's not without a chance. I just I don't know if I like the races before uh, the class hike and maybe just got good figures because he was running against better horses. But I can see people liking running son of a gun. You see Jack Christopher, you know, coming into third to that horse and Gunite, but again, really wasn't a factor in the race so much. So I, I wouldn't talk you off of the eight, but I'm not in love with the eight. And Rebel Rock's a cool horse, but uh, I, I can ignore the last. At parks on a sloppy track. So not without a chance here either. So I know I mentioned a lot of different horses. I'm mostly on the one and the um and the seven. And I'll throw in a few of the other horses that I mentioned with some prices. Not using drafted, definitely not using Jackson Traveler. And uh, I don't think Jalen Journey has much of a chance. So those three are definitely out and probably cutting the eight running son of a gun. So those four that I mentioned are out. I'm using two, definitely the one and seven. At least four other horses. I'll debate if I want to go two deep, three deep, four deep, five deep, or six deep at most in this race. All right, now I'm good to go on. I'm sorry I spoke so long there, but we have a chance to get it under an hour. We have about, I'd say, 10 minutes to cover the last race and wrap it up. So that should be enough. At first, the last race, which is race 10, it's a 50,000 starter allowance for one mile at one mile and a 16th on the outer turf. When I first looked at this race, I didn't love it. I'm like, oh, I might have to go deep here. But the more I looked, and then when the morning line came out, I felt better because I thought I was taking a couple favorites, and I'm not. So I'm kind of happy about that. So before I start, I have a question, GQ, that's similar to a question I asked of, I think, the first race in the sequence, race six, when there was a probable loan speed. Do you see the six as just loan speed here relate? and just walks around the track. Now, I think Relate might be the lone speed, very likely, but I still don't like Relate, the six horse at seven to two. Do you see any other pace here? I mean, the Cagney, the eight horse a little bit, maybe, or is there someone I'm missing? Well, I mean, I mean yeah, the, like you said, the eight, you never know. Um, You know, if off of the claim, makers the one horse, inflation adjusted, I mean, uh, the early pace uh, figure for, well, that was on the uh, slop, two back, came off the turf. But I don't know if anybody's going to walk the dog uh, all the way around. Unlike, um, what was the one months ago I said, this horse doesn't have a shot. And he Mad just ran the yes. lead and walked around. Mad monies, yeah, yeah, because he was, Irad decided not to, to go with his other speed horse so his brother could could win on the, the Rudy Rod horse. Um, but I digress. Uh, you know, just, again, like like you always say, you, you know, when you think that, oh, this is the only speed, that's when a few of the jocks decide, I don't have much of a shot other than trying to change tactics and go to lead because there's only one 
horse I need to chase. So, you know, that, that could happen. So, yeah. Um, and it goes back to the first race in the sequence. Do you just use a horse because you think it's one speed and that if he doesn't get out, you know, you know, the race is over already. Um, I don't know, but you know, there's more things to like about the six relay other than the fact it's just lone speed. So I wouldn't talk you off of him, but I think that uh, Irad won't be, you know, out there by himself. I, I, I could be Pratt on the set on the five because he kind of did that um, on six minus two back. Uh, at Belmont, even though he he was contending for the lead, the the the, the early speed figures aren't quite as fast as what relate can do. So, yeah, and I, I don't a very long winded answer. No, that's okay. You were doing your best to keep us over the one hour mark, so that was a good job. <laughs> you don't want to break a streak. <laughs> Um, I, I don't like the six relate at all, really, because you're getting a short price. Could the horse win, of course, but there's a horse who two back, broke his maiden, beating state bred maiden 40s. I mean, basically bottom level state breads, uh, which is much better than those horses, it turned out. Yeah, it was off a layoff and all. Then goes a mile and has such an easy lead. On the inner turf at Saratoga, saving ground, the place you want, like the, the ideal situation, setup trip. It wasn't the toughest uh, starter 50. As you can see, the horse was five to two in the race. It couldn't have been that tough of a race off of that maiden win. Uh, and Brazilian area, like, and it was like the only competition, really, I think. But Relate coughed up that lead. Now has to go further against a, what I think is a better field, horses I like. Uh, listen, if Relate gets the easy lead and just walks around the track, Perhaps he can win. I don't even know if he can. So I'm I'm totally against Relate. This is a race I want to bet vertically. Uh, because of that, I, I don't like the morning line favorite here. And I hope David's right. Aragon, the morning line maker, is right. Because I hope they bet that horse. So I like three horses here that I want to use. And I thought they were going to be shorter prices. And maybe they will be, but I hope not. Uh, so I'll go in order and as quickly as possible on the three of them. Number one, inflation adjusted. Horse who I thought ran pretty well. Um, three back on August 10th, ran against Weaker, but was just better than those. You know, ran was much the best in the race. Then was on the off the turf race, so I don't even care. Ran pretty well, actually, to contest a, a decent pace, but I don't even care about that. Goes back on the turf, 35 non-winners of three, which should be weaker than this, but I don't really think it was because I don't think there's a tough uh, start of 50. And kind of had to work to get up position early from an outside post. Uh, followed a four to one shot who came in eighth. But it was kind of bunched up, so it kind of came in like only a length out of fourth. So it wasn't like the pace collapsed or anything. I, I just thought it was okay. But what I like the most about this horse is when they were coming to the wire, this horse dug in and would not let the other two back. It looks like, you know, a half a length and then a nose at the finish. It looked like they were going to pass. I don't think they ever were passing this horse. I think this horse would have gone around again. Now, it was, again, slightly weaker maybe. But I was very impressed with the fight at the end. And I love how horses finish. So uh, to me, the one is a good chance. And the good thing about the one inflation adjusted is he has some speed and you got an aggressive jockey. So Carmouche can, if he wants to just take it to uh, relate and go to the lead, he can do that. Or he can sit right behind, save ground, and probably get a really, really good trip. So I like the one a lot here. 
six minus the five, who I thought might be the favorite, and I still think might be. I, I hate to go against uh, Mr. Aragona over there because he's so good at this, but um, the five, six minus. Words who two back ran at 35,000 non-words of three, similar to what the one did, came in second, uh, and I thought ran pretty, pretty well in that race. I, I didn't upgrade or downgrade the race, but got that 79 buyer if you're into that and you know early uh four-year-old season no right reason why he couldn't improve then comes back in kentucky downs and he got decent setup the pace was pretty it doesn't look it but the pace was decent even though it's 116 and two for six furlongs um but they were competing up front but was two to, mostly three wide in the race and he ran against better horses i mean he was seven and one in that field 709 to one uh in that field uh, and you know, he was coming out with 79 buyer. And if he was in this race out of that, I thought he'd be shorter than seven to one. So I think there's definitely a tougher race. Um, and I thought he ran well to, to close in, in against those horses again. He had an okay setup, but it wasn't like it was blistering pace. So I, I like six minus and then the longer shot. So an eight to one is six to one. And then a 15 to one, we move to the outside. I hope it's pronounced Caffrey or Coffrey. I'm not sure. Go with Caffrey. Caffrey has been on the dirt the last few races and, if you go back to his last turf race, it was July 2nd at Belmont, and the time looks fast, and it was fast. Now, the turf was playing very fast back then, but got in a big three-way duel, and I like that race because I want to say, was that the last race at the Belmont meet before they went to Saratoga? Is that, that seems so early. Maybe not. Maybe that was a Friday. I don't know. I just remember I had Jerry the Nipper to hit a pick five or a pick four that paid a, a few grand, so I, I remember the, the, the rare wins I remember. Uh, but Jerry Jerry the Nipper was up on that pace and held on, so that was impressive. And the other horse he dueled was 15-1 held four. So the pace held a little bit, but it was still a really fast pace, and he was dueling and working hard, and it was against better horses. I mean, Jerry the Nipper is just better than these. So I think that was a better race than it looks. I don't mind that he totally collapsed in that race. I shouldn't use that term because he didn't collapse, he didn't fall down, but he just spit the bit, whatever you want to call it, gave up. He ran really fast against better. So he hasn't been on the turf since. And again, if he was three to one, four to one, five to one, I have no interest. But at 15 to one, maybe higher, I'm okay with that, especially with the post. I don't think too many people will bet him. So I like the 12. I think this horse also has a ton of speed. Uh, so when I talked about relate being the only speed ball, I just think that there are a couple of horses who have the option of going. Alvarado can go with Caffrey, Carmouche can go with the one, but they can also sit just off the pace and get good trips. So I'm on the one, this five and the 12 here. I'd love to talk more, but I don't think we need to go over every horse in this race. I'm just going to go three deep in the, in the pick five to finish things out here. And hopefully I got one of them there. It is a race I would bet because I don't like the favorite relate. So I would definitely bet this race and I'm okay. Boxing three horses, which GQ might be like, what three horse box. Um, because they're all prices, six to one, eight to one, 15 to one. I'm okay with that. Um, I think I like, well, I don't even know who I like the most. So I don't know who I would key out of that. I wish I had one horse I liked the most uh, for the price, but I kind of like them similarly. I mean, I, I think the 12 is a little weaker, but you're getting twice the odds. So that kind of offsets that. So I, I'm not really sure who I prefer out of those three, but I would definitely look to bet some triples and supers where I put those three in several spots. So I would need maybe two out of those three, if not all three of them to come in in the triple or the super. And I throw in some other horses mostly price horses that I think have a shot like the two Sonic Speed, and I just toss uh, Relate and maybe one or two of the other shorter prices. There's a couple long shots I don't think have a shot like Cagney and Sell something, but, you know, the 10 Frenchboro, even the 11 Fatima's Blessing, uh, the 
I mentioned the two, Sonic Speed, maybe even the three, Hollywood Hellraiser. None of those horses I like a lot, but I would throw them in triples and supers, especially in like that third and fourth spot, uh, trying to uh, get the other three in the top two spots. So like one, five, 12 with one, five, 12 with a few of those other horses third. Uh, and in supers, I do the same thing, but move them third and fourth, something to that effect. GQ, did you want to say anything else to wrap things up? Yeah, how many more minutes can I talk to? Take uh, we just hit the exactly one hour mark, so I think we're not oh, going to get under my. it, but we're going to be around an hour. You're in trouble. No, I just thought it was worth mentioning. I I really like these, you know, starters because you have a whole mishmash of different conditions, horses coming from different conditions and stuff. So I was just it was worth mentioning that I you have twelve. 12 who run you got three on the also eligible i mean eight of the 12 run that will have the, the ability to run without any scratches they're nine winners of two they've, they've never beaten winners yet i mean and then three more are nine winners of three life so that leaves one horse and that's the one inflation adjusted is already a three-time winner Switches from Linda Rice to Mike Maker Barn. And Maker usually does this move where he thinks, he probably thinks the horse can want even more distance. But, uh, you know, the horse has been running this distance, was successful half of the time, half of the races that uh, he's running. So um, I, I, at eight to one, I'd have to be on inflation adjusted. With a little interest on probably who is the uh, second choice, the seven Royal Spirit. It's interesting. This horse um, was purchased as a yearling for four hundred fifty thousand, and um, Linda Rice snatched him up for fifty grand, two back, and nine wonders of two. I I just think this horse has some nice tactical speed and. And if, uh, you know, there are no physical issues preventing the horse from uh, being able to run a, a solid race, I think he can probably improve off of that uh, effort on a yielding. May, maybe he'll take a more liking to to the firm ground as he, as he did in his previous races as a three-year-old. So I'll go one seven and that'll be it. And, and- Look the, forward uh, to the weekend. Yep. And it's funny. I'm going to play against the seven. I shouldn't have mentioned that. The six and seven are the two words I'm playing against in this spot. I don't want any part of. Two back was okay, Royal Spirit. Uh, last race got a perfect trip, though. So at this level, I don't like playing horses off of perfect trips back, especially. I mean, he got bumped at the start, but it didn't hurt him at all, I don't think. So it, it was really a perfect trip. And I, I just, that's another horse I'm going to play. Uh, listen, I'm not going to say he can't win or anything, but I, I'm not interested. This is a half a million dollar purchase. That obviously didn't pan out. They were willing to give him up for 50. And on that drop, he was able to win. And now he's going against a little better. And uh, I just, I don't, I don't like him. So again, I, I don't like talking people out with horses. At least it's a relatively short price, but um, six, seven are the horses I'm playing against. I don't think the nine and the eight and nine have much of a chance here. So my three horses with all the ones I didn't mention that are not the six and seven, basically. So if that makes any sense and, you know, recapping the ticket, just race six. I'm looking maybe to go four D, uh, three D, with the four mischievous stream, the five strong odor. I'll probably throw in Mrs. Green because I am leaving out enough favorites elsewhere. 
So I'm most likely one, four, five in the first leg. In race seven, I'm looking at probably single customer list, but because I'm singling the favorite, I can't get too chalky in the other legs. If I was singling like a six to one shot, then it's okay. But, you know, with the favorite, I don't want to get too chalky on the other legs. So that's race seven. Race eight, uh, I'm using Dr. B, definitely the four horse. I'm going to throw in the three Corey just for the price. I don't, I'm probably up against it, but for the price, I'm going to use them. And then I'm probably going to either, I'm leaning towards Boston Post Road, but there's a chance I go to glass ceiling one or the other. I'm not going to use both of them, though. I don't want to spread out and use all that chalk here. And I said I want to, you know, sometimes I try and be too perfect to get rid of chalk. But if I use both of them, now I'm using the favorite in race one, the favorite in race two, and the two favorites in race three. I'm, I'm not doing anything special. So that's that. In race nine, I'm going to be, everyone's going to spread. So I hate to spread. I'm going to be a little bit of a spread. I'm using the one, Maras or Maris. I'm using the seven, Eastern Bay. And then from there, I'm going to spread a little bit. Uh, I'm going to use the three, factor it in. I'm going to use the five, most likely Ben and Greeley. Probably going to use a six, Steinbeck, who's a long shot. And that might be it. I mean, I'm thinking of running Son of a Gun, the eight, but I'm not sure there. So I'm going to go about five or six deep there, mostly the one and seven. And I mentioned last year, I'm just going three deep. I have six to one, the shortest price. So if you're talking about like the EV and my, uh, you know, value of the bet here, that's where I'm definitely getting value using three horses who are all six to one or higher. So race 10 will be a hopefully good race for me. And I can make up ground on the people I'm betting against. So that's how I see this ticket. You know, obviously I can adjust for scratches and odds and stuff like that, but just to give you some food for thought. So GQ, it sounded like you were, uh, you were finished, but any final words of wisdom? Well, I know we haven't even spoken about what the approach will be next week for Breeders' Cup. Um, Are we just going to stick to the late pick five on Saturday? Are we going to touch on the future stars who run off Friday? I guess we have to look at our schedules to see where we can squeeze in our time. Yeah, this has been a tough couple weeks schedule-wise for me just to get this done. So I don't know if we're going to have time to do the whole card on both days. But, you know, maybe we'll do like maybe we'll try and do like all the Breeders' Cup races on Saturday. We'll we'll sit down and talk about it, I guess, after the show or in the next day or two. I believe someone said or did you say do the entries come out on Monday? I want to say that they'll draw Monday. I I don't know that for a fact, but I, I, you know, they already have the pre-entries out or at least Brisnet has provided the PPs for the pre-entries. So. I would think that, you know, for no other reason, they'll definitely um, have them out early as possible. Yeah, see, I'm off right now. Not off, I have work, but I don't have like 14-hour work days on Monday and Tuesday next week. I can get home about 3 o'clock. So I'm hoping that the entries come out Monday during the day so I can look. Monday is Halloween, but I'll be home, so I, I can look Halloween evening. And then I can look on Tuesday and I'll have a lot of time those two days to look. Once it gets to Wednesday, it gets really, really tight for me because I, well, you know, people don't care about my schedule, but, um, you know, we'll see. My only fear is, uh, I've talked to you about this maybe, but, uh, and I think people out there have referenced it, but I referee soccer, believe it or not. And I do not know why they think I'm a decent ref and they keep assigning me these championship games, but. Um, I have a county championship game. I think they signed me on Sunday, but there's other, there's like all different class levels. So I think they might play Monday, Tuesday, and they just told me today about Sunday. So they might ask me to do the games Monday and or Tuesday. I kind of, 
it's funny because it's like supposed to be an honor and people love to do it. And I guess they pay you pretty well to do it. But to me, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I don't, I don't care, you know, necessarily about the quote honor of uh, getting selected and all. I'd rather sit at home and study the horses, to be honest. So as much well, as I enjoy well, it. Maybe, so. may, maybe all the coaches contacted the assigner and said, hey, hey, this new guy you have on these games, he's pretty good. He must be really into it because he's constantly holding a paper during the game <laughs> and marking things down. So it must be the rule book. But actually, it's the past performances that you're doping out while you're refereeing your, your soccer <laughs> game. There, there Absolutely. is a shortage on uh, um, uh, referees in all all levels. So maybe you know, maybe you're a warm body and you you, know, you, you haven't done a horrible job, so they 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 want you in, at crunch time. And, you know, I'm not afraid to have an ego at times, but as far as soccer refing, I have zero ego. I don't doubt is that I'm one of the few people under 50 probably in the county. And I, I, I'm still pretty fast. I'll brag about that. I can, I think I can outrun pretty much every ref. I don't think I call a great game compared to the other refs. They're probably a lot better than me, but I'm in position, I guess. So coaches like that and, uh, and all that. So it looks like I know what I'm doing, but. I don't know if I actually do, but no, I, I enjoy it. And it's fun. And we had an awesome game yesterday, a crazy game. I know we wanted to make it a quick show. Now I'm rambling at the end, but we had a crazy game. Uh, it was a uh, team was up by one with under a minute to go in the game. They give up, but all they had to do is kick the ball long and the game was over. They try and pass it back, like possess the ball. And in my head, I'm like, don't do that. Just kick it long. And they pass it back. And of course they turn it over. They trip a kid gets a free kick from like 30, 35 yards out, and they score with 22 seconds left to tie it up. We go to overtime. One minute into overtime, the team that scored with 22 seconds to go, they end up winning the game. So the team that was up one nothing with 30 seconds left ends up losing a minute into overtime. Really horrible way to lose because they played so hard, those kids. But, um, you know, kind of stinks. But So it's been exciting games. I think like five of six playoff games that I've been uh, around have gone to overtime. So it, it's been kind of crazy. So looking forward to it um, on Sunday. And luckily it's later in the day, so I can bet the horses early and then go to the game late. But anyway, now that I'm rambling on, I assume we can end the show there. Check us yeah. out next week for the Breeders' Cup. If you're not following us on Twitter, it's at Horse Racing Nut for my partner GQ. It's at Bandits BB for me. You might want to check it out because our schedule might be different. We might come out on a Wednesday show or something like that next week. So please stay tuned. For the Breeders' Cup. Good luck this weekend at Backwood Duck and any other track you're playing. We'll talk to you next week. Ta ta.